Hey Insomniacs, today on the show we'll be discussing the 10 most anticipated horror movies of 2017. Also, we'll be talking about Jason Statham's new feature. A possible Scarface remake. Holmes and Watson with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. The Flash Season 4 with an elongated man. And David Harbour and his forehead on Hellboy Rise of the Blood Queen. This is Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. What's going on, Insomniacs? We're back again. Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep, brought to you by Bucket of Wind, episode 11. I'm Mason, and with me is... Matt, and we're back again. Today, folks, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. The first thing I love to talk about is, I know it's one of your favorite things, it's mine too, it's the 10 most anticipated horror movies still left in 2017 that are just come out this year. Oh, and, hell yeah, man. I'm, hy- I'm hyped up for these. I can't wait. And we've already yeah. talked about a couple of them on the list this year already. I mean, uh, it looks like a pretty good list. And we'll start off with number 10 and we'll do the count up to number one. The first one is Leatherface. The classic's back. They're doing a remake over the guy just holding the chainsaw this time. <laughs> How many times are they going to make this fucking film? But I, hey, guess what? I'm going to watch every I'm single in again. one. I, I am too. Because I, I so like we were just saying before. I like the last one had Jessica Biel in it. I, yeah. I watched it. You said it was really good too. I mean, it was, hey, same story. You know what you're getting. But the practical and special effects, they stepped up a little bit. Yeah, they're you know? better. I mean, how much how much can you push this story? The blood <laughs> is a little bit better. The chainsaw looks a little bit more realistic, and they just rotate hot chicks getting diced up. I know, and and that's the funny part. I mean, I mean, they're making it's called the prequel. Of course, they're gonna go back and find out the origins. Like that's what we want to know: the origins <laughs> of Leatherface. You know, he it, once again it's the mysteries surrounding a teenage psychopath uh, who's induced to. Uh, wield a chainsaw and run around killing people and uh, dice up some nurses but you know what like I said I'm in <laughs> hey, as long as they keep the budget under 60 million dollars they'll make money so, I don't even think you think they're going to spend that much I don't even think they'll spend that much who knows you know I can't believe they arrived at this point you know what this whole Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based on no what Ed Gain, he's a serial killer from a little small town. Based off one ta- dude? One dude. One dude. He he was in a small town of like 200 people, and it was it was in the top of the North Pole. Like, not that far, but Minnesota or some shit like that. <laughs> Pretty far from the North Pole, but we're not going to talk about it that. It was cold as fuck, point being. And this, <laughs> it would snow nonstop. So he would just walk to the general store. Yeah. And just like a caveman hit someone over the head, drag them back to his place and turn them into furniture. Like literally make a lampshade out of their skin. <laughs> he was basically <laughs> Ikea to go. And then the snow melted <laughs> and people were like, Ed, you killed everyone in the town. Did you not think we would catch you? Well, and then he would like take someone's face off because he made a mask out of it. Well, he didn't need, were, he didn't need a, th- a new three bedroom set, you know. Three yeah, but then it was it was like 1901, so he got four years in jail or some shit like that. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. They killed him, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, one of the stars is going to be Steven Dorff. Uh, everybody knows him from Blade. Do you remember him? 
Steven Dwarf. Yep, that's the guy from Blade. He played he played the villain facing um what was who played the vampire? Wesley Snipes. Remember? Wesley Snipes, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. played the he played the guy versus him and uh the other the other person uh who will be also starring is called oh, Lila right, right. Taylor. Yeah, she, this is she, the guy who was sitting he was sitting shirtless on the cover like the DVD. Yes, yes, that's him. Yeah. He's the one. He was the everybody else was born a vampire and he was made and he's there yeah. trying to kill everybody and take over the vampire world. Um just so you know who we're talking about. And Lila Taylor, she's the other co-star. She's from Mystic Pizza, uh Maze Runner. She she was the mom in The Conjuring. Remember the first oh, right? Okay, so there's your two stars. Uh, you know, that's it, it, it's it's I I couldn't find a budget, even though you said that it made me really <laughs> really intrigued as how much they spent. But uh, it's gonna go out uh, in release. Uh, I think they were saying uh, when October twentieth, right about there. So we'll have Leatherface for Halloween. You know, yeah. I mean, that's the part that kills me. It, it, it's well, back with a vengeance too. and we're going to be watching that again. The second one is number nine on the list. Polaroid. Uh, it, it, it's it's Polaroid. something different. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about this one, but. Um, Men's Google search of Polaroid. <laughs> <laughs> but I just find it interesting that we're going to have a horror movie. Okay, it has to do with a high school loner immediately relate. <laughs> uh, so this high school loner, Bird Fitcher, has no idea what dark secrets are tied to the mysterious Polaroid vintage camera she accidentally stumbles upon. That sounds actually pretty cool. It's kind of like a... Like that TV show when I was a kid, I used to watch Friday the 13th where the possessions were, were uh, possessed, you know? And, Possessions were possessed. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> they were haunted by demons. And it was pretty cool because they had to go back and they had to get all the possessions because they were killing people to to survive. And and I always thought that was, I don't know, I thought that was a cool The premise. best stumble upon movie of all time is Sinister. Yeah. When he finds those tapes. But I'll, I'll check this out. Way, if it, go, if it goes to theaters way after it's out. Because oh, you, I mean, you, you scroll in. through the star-studded cast... <laughs> I mean, Katie Stevens, Javier Botet, killing the fucking game. All these people. Just, I don't know who they are. I mean, uh, I hey, they're not spending the bank on it. I bet you, again, no budget listed, so I'm betting it's it's $4 million. It's low. It's low. You know, that's how these horror movies make money, man. They're going to, they put out a decent script. I hope it's a decent script. It reminds me of that, that, uh, the, the box. Remember that movie came out not too long, a couple of years ago? Uh, and, if, oh, and yeah, you know, yeah. you wished on it and stuff. So, yeah, it's a high school loner. And like you said, find a vintage camera and it doesn't take long to discover it has a tragic end. Every time you take a picture of something, something horrible is going to happen. Um, Who knows? It might turn into a cult classic. That happens all the time with these movies. Yeah. Next thing you know, you yeah. go to Comic Con and people are dressing up from character as characters from Polaroids. So. Yeah, I, I mean, people were making fun of Jeepers Creepers when it came out. Why? 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 I that mean, that's all shit. I'm gonna say about that. You that know what I'm saying? You're gonna make you know, fun of anything. They're making a third one. Come out with it now. Oh, I, we're still waiting. I mean, I, I've been like trying to find that as as many times as I can, but. Are you the second one? You put fucking uh, Jay, what's, his, what's his name? Justin Long's belly button on a, yeah. on a boomerang made of bone. Yeah, that's badass. To take the tire out. 
That's amazing. Yeah, I know. And and we're still waiting for the next one. I mean, that's the sad part. So we're going to jump next. Number eight, Jigsaw. I'm really waiting for this one. This is the Saw. Like, would they have nine movies? Saw 46. Yeah. So Saw had like nine or ten movies. And Jigsaw is actually the serial killer who actually puts together all the tasks that people have to do mm-hmm. to survive. So there, I guess they're not going to name it Saw anymore. So they pulled the serial killer out of it. And they're going to drop him into his own set and call and say to everybody, he's back. And it's Jigsaw. Is he back? He died. I know. Brain cancer it was supposed to be. I think it's, I think the chick, you know, the, one of the girls he brainwashed. Yes. I think she's doing, she had taken over and that was part of the, the saw, you know, anthology that that's what was Mm -hmm. going on. But, um, I mean, it's supposed to be really good. I mean, to be honest with you, I liked them all. There was maybe one or two dogs in the entire batch, but what, what, series of nine movies i, I mean, know i was gonna say two misses out of nine movies That's i love i mean look at all the halloween's and all the jasons man i have every single one of those not all of them are good not no. all of them are good but i've watched them all a couple times maybe maybe when these movies get old enough rob zombie will go back and make shitty remakes of these <laughs> you know it could but be if you guys want if you guys want like some well, story they, to dive back into look up what what happened in the Saw franchise? Just go back into that story. That is some sad but deep shit. Yeah, it is. And and at least they have a couple of pretty good directors on it. They're called the the Sprig Brothers. Um, it's a pair of brothers. They're out of Australia. They actually filmed a couple movies that I am a huge fan of. One is Daybreakers. If you have not seen this movie, it is a classic with Ethan Hawke. And evidently, they're Ethan Hawke fans because the other one I love uh, that he did is called Predestination. We're talking about a messed up freaking movie. Predestination. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like Cold Cold It's such a good movie. I'm telling you guys. Uh, he does great movies so if I'm telling you right now if it is any indication that they did Predestination and they did Daybreakers with Ethan Hawke and William Defoe, they did those two movies this movie's gonna kill it I mean yeah, this is number eight on the list give me a break this should have been Ethan Hawke has that face where he looks like he doesn't have an ego he does so I like him I was listening to it on a podcast mm-hmm. he is just amazing he just yeah. sits there. He's, you know, he's just an average guy. He and like he doesn't he take those negotiations. I feel like he's not like, no, I want ten million. I feel like we'll pay you three million dollars. Yeah, he doesn't do that, man. Like, he, I think he looks yeah, for scripts sure. that are different. I mean, he doesn't do the stuff everybody else does. You know what I mean? I think that's the best part about Ethan Ethan Hawke. I, like, I, I I'm not going to see Tom Cruise in predest and predestination. It's just not. Happening. No, he, he doesn't change his character that much either. I'm not saying he doesn't have a range. I'm just saying he doesn't have to change it all that much. I mean, if you look actor. at the horror movies. You just said Sinister was one of the best ones you've ever seen. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And you know who he plays in that movie? A frantic Ethan Hawke. <laughs> <laughs> that's who he is. He's fucking great. And that's right? what he does. The well, that's true. And that's kind of who look, he every plays. Every movie he's been in, he's always like, "What do you mean, man? What do you?" I know, that's that's true, but um, I don't know. I I I, I kind of I really did like it. I thought it was great. Um, so I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see Jigsaw just because those two brothers did it, and it'll be really really interesting. It I think it's going to be fun to watch. Um, just based just based on those two things alone. Um, but man, I love that movie Daybreaker. So I just can't keep. I I, I now that I got down that rabbit hole. I just can't. I, I can't stop looking at it. Uh, our next one on the list is going to be uh, the killing, the killing of a sacred deer. 
Uh, it is a psychological thriller, shocker, screenplay, and everything. Uh, and it's coming out, uh, it looks like, uh, in November of this year. Um, a surgeon forms a family bond with a sinister teenage boy with disastrous results. All right, this can go really Ooh. bad really quickly. But <laughs> I bet this boy is going to be like Jeffrey Dahmer playing with roadkill and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Or the good son. Did you ever see that one with Macaulay Culkin years ago? I'm dating myself now. You Macaulay know. Culkin? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He used to, he's ever been in his Home Alone. No, he used to throw stuff off a bridge and kill people. And then, was, he, and then he, he was in Home Alone yeah. and then he had yeah. sex with Mila Kunis. <laughs> Those are his two life That's that's all right. You're a millennial. That's his resume. We're gonna we're gonna resume. give you a pass on both those. Um, the two stars in this movie, well, that I know right off the bat are Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman. I mean, you can't go wrong with Colin Farrell. I mean, to be honest with you, he's a maniac. Uh, and Nicole Kidman, she's uh, an Oscar-winning actress. Um, when I look through and at the at the list of stuff the director of this movie Yorgos Lathamus I can't even pronounce his name I'm sorry I, I butchered it Lathamus uh, I just you know he hasn't really directed anything to be honest with you that I've seen nevertheless I'm excited for this it looks great to be honest I'm not even all jokes aside it does look really really good great actors great everything I mean it, it'll be different it'll be different I that's what so. I need I'm looking forward to it well, that's the reason I like this list when I originally saw it. Thank you, uh, Internet Movie Database. I'll admit to it. I don't really care. Um, it's really interesting to me because it's not the same old thing um, that we've seen over and over and over again. Like Leatherface. <laughs> <laughs> you just destroyed my entire thought with one comment. But beyond Leatherface, I mean, Polaroid, really? Jigsaw? I guess we've seen that before. I am just a happy idiot. Lo loves to watch things over and over again. I and I guess it works. Um, next one on the list is Happy Death Day. A college student relives the day of her murder. Right. I'm loving this. Both of its unexceptional details and terrifying end until the, she discovers the identi identity of her killer. Right. And I saw a trailer for this in the movies when I once saw Annabelle Creation. And I'll tell you what. I was like, it kind of started off a little, I'll, I'll say it, a little hanky or not real great to me but mm -hmm. as it went through it I started thinking about it and it goes back to that movie with Tom Cruise where uh, Edge of Tomorrow or, or Groundhog Day you just I mean we'll take it to back to Bill Murray Groundhog Day where he just keeps repeating the day over and over and over again oh, and really? the formula works I mean it worked for Groundhog Day one of my favorite movies it worked for Edge of Tomorrow and then I think I just saw a movie on um, Netflix with uh, one of the Whalen brothers about uh, the wedding day where he just keeps repeating over and over again his wedding day. Well, guess what? We're coming full circle now to horror. And what we're going to do is we're going to figure out what's going on to get to find out what her killer is. And she and the trailer I saw, she goes to bed and wakes up, goes through her day, and she gets killed over and over and over again in different situations. Well, it's kind of like that Lindsay Lohan movie where she was a stripper and she forgot who the fuck she was. Okay, you'll have to be way more specific. That's just Lindsay about every picture Lohan. she did past her her herbie the love bug <laughs> oh, she's, she, uh, i'm not crazy here people i know who killed me i know who killed me really i couldn't even tell you that movie you don't know that movie no i don't know that movie i'm not a huge fan you know I mean, what I mean? i'm not a Liz fan but she's like fuck i can't even remember that movie well i mean like she's kidnapped 
Uh, she can't remember what's going on, and then she has to like put things back together, and she ends up like trying to figure out who her killer is. She's like mentally handicapped or something. I don't know. No, I don't, I don't even know that. Well, the, I like the director of this movie. He did a movie that I really like. Then his name is Landon Christopher B. Landon. He did a movie called uh, 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 Boy Scouts Zombie Apocalypse. And it was a really funny movie. Did you see that movie? Yeah, that was a funny movie. He wrote Disturbia. He wrote Disturbia, yeah. right? So, huge fan. I like this stuff. Wrote, if I'm, I'm, if I might be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure he wrote the last few Paranormal Activity movies. Yes. Paranormal Activity movies. He directed good ones. He directed them. The guy who actually wrote this is Blum. Jason Blum. Now, he direct, He oh. wrote, like you said, he, he wrote Insidious. He wrote the first one. Yep. Hopefully the first one. one. No, he wrote the first one. He wrote the first Sinister. Dude, you should be on board with this guy. I am. The first Sinister. He wrote Paranormal Activity 2 and 3, which were their good And 4. Well, he did write Insidious 2. Sorry about that. Oh, fuck. But he wrote Oculus. I, I mean, he was a, he's movie. a producer on Oculus, one of my favorite movies. Um, I mean, Sinister 2. I mean, this guy's. And guess what? Guess what he's writing right now? What? 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 Another Halloween. Why stop with the Halloweens? I'm sorry. I, I can do with another Jason. I'm not Jason. Michael Myers. I mean, I'll watch, but damn. See, you just said stop. But your your money's already spent. You're going to go do it. <sighs> I guess you're going to sheeple. Go do it. I'm a sheeple. I mean, I'm a sheeple. I'm going to pay money, but it's okay. Because you know what? And and this is the killer of this movie. What do we say about budget? Keep it low. Five million dollars. That's what they do. Yeah, That's I'm telling you, it's the magic, magic the agreement. They kept, they kept everything low. Budget management. And it'll make a ton, of, not a ton. I, I bet you it makes 10 million nationwide. And that's all it has to do. If it makes 10 million nationwide, uh, it, it'll make its money back. And then some, and you know what? We'll see happy death day too, you watch. And, and hey, select release. <laughs> limited release Ooh. around the United States and, or right to Netflix. And like I'm saying, that's smart. like that's that's a bad thing. Give me a break. They were smart. They did that. Yeah. And our next movie, number five, Shape of Water. Shape of Water is uh, Guillermo del Toro's next next movie. He's just putting out. We all know him because he's a freak. He is a great director, great producer. Um, so the premise. In 1962, a mute janitor and her colleague work in a government laboratory and eventually discover an amphibious creature in a water tank. Yes. The janitor, out of loneliness, befriends the creature. Yeah. You know damn well there is going to be some bestiality in this movie. Some water smacking. It'll it's going to be, oh my God. But water we're not going to smacking. <laughs> it's like Splice. Have you guys seen Splice? Oh my God. Have you seen Splice? You'll know what this means. Inside. Okay, that's a little sick. We're gonna keep going. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who seen Splice, you, you all be like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, oh. you cringe. I remember the movie and I cringed. But you know what? I mean, uh, Gamora de Toro, of course, Pacific Rim, Kung Fu Panda. I mean, I mean, the guy. Speaking of Edge of Tomorrow, there he is. I mean, one of my favorite movies. Uh, Guy's just done a ton of stuff, and I liked it. I like his stuff. I don't know. I, just, just to clarify, Edge of Tomorrow, you basically just had to translate the Asian live, die, repeat. I know, you know? but it was still good. I love the, that freaking movie. It's a good movie, but all the work was done. 
but I, I I don't know. I just I mean, Cameron Toro Totoro did a great job. Uh, and if and if you know any of his other work, I'm talking about Mimic, Blade Two, Hellboy. I mean, that's some good stuff, guys. Yeah, so my thing is uh, December eighth. It already came out in Europe. Yep. So he hates America. <laughs> he's from, he's from Europe. He's gonna release he in his hometown America. first, wouldn't you? He hates America. No, he doesn't. Come on. But he'll everybody loves check. America. Gets- but it's it's been released. Uh, and and like you said over there, I mean, it's gotten good reviews. You said, right? Yeah, it's off the charts. Yeah, and and everybody freaking loves it. So my thing 100% is, one hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes, one hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes, one hundred percent. That's crazy. They don't know. They're all over the place. I can't trust them. But eight point nine IMDb is good. That's really good. Well, it's put it this way. All right, it's got one of my, fi- my one of my favorite actors, uh, Michael Shannon. He played uh, General Zod in Man of Steel. Oh, and I will fight him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm telling you, um, I just think it's a, a really good, really good pairing. And I think it'll be great for him to kind of show his stuff again. He's he's one of those offbeat actors, so mm-hmm. he he does leads, co-stars, and everything else. And it'll be really good for him to do. Um, for sure. So my thing is, I think that's a great pick. Film. List something we've already highlighted: the snowman. Oh my god, I can't wait! If you if you guys want to hear about wait. how excited we were, you could listen to our previous episode where we discussed Bright and other things coming to Netflix and theaters soon. We talked about this in length. We're very excited for it because Michael Fassbender is in it. Yeah, as a, as a detective. So right away, it's, it's awesome. Michael Fassbender, Rebecca Ferguson, Charlotte Gainsbourg, Val Kimmler is back and jk simmons putting that plastic surgery face on screen i just i can't wait so fassbender the fast investigates the disappearance of a victim on the first snow of winter serial killer love serial killer hunt movies fears that an elusive serial killer may be active again uh and this serial killer has a fetish for snowmen awesome so you know, it's you based go. based on a worldwide best-selling book, and you know, it's going to be All one the of those movies and it, TV shows are serial killer movies. Mm. So yeah. that's going to be great. That comes out thirteenth, the thirteenth of October, right around Halloween. I think it'll be great. I can't wait to see it. It's. I'm telling you, man. I wish I was off the month of October. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it comes out the 20th of October, 13th UK, because they hate America. So. Don't hate America. Why do you keep saying that? Flip it. Flip it. Not hey, flipping flip it. it. More people here. There are more people here. Flip but it. But wouldn't you put it out in your hometown first? Again, this is a Norwegian bestseller worldwide. Started off in Europe. You're going to put it out in your hometown oh, first. Okay. Yeah, flip it though. US first. Anyway, <laughs> next movie. Next movie is It. Stephen King's It. I really thought this movie already dropped. We were just arguing about this before the show started. No, I'm telling you. I it, would, it comes out September 8th. And it did not drop. He's right. On my, I wrote it on my calendar. I circled it twice. So I'm I'm like, I don't know. I but lost my freaking Stephen King, Stephen King original. Stephen King would have to buy a third castle with all the money he's going to get. Oh, my get. God. We're in all a renaissance. coming out. Redoing it, the, the clown the looks tower. freaky. The, yeah, the Dark Tower, the Mist, uh, Castle Rock, um, it, and what was the other one we were talking about? Um, Mist, Dark Tower. 
Um, I can't remember, but there's five different things that they're producing right now for Stephen King. Oh, Mr. Mercedes. And that's oh, another yeah, serial yeah. killer about a guy with a Mercedes who runs down people. It's actually pretty good. I saw the first episode of it. But uh, it comes out, you know, um, I guess next week. So if any of you people listening to this are not familiar with it, essentially You're, it takes place. You were hiding under a rock. Yeah, right. Many, many years ago, I think it's set in like the early 90s, 89, a group of preteens, all outcasts named the Loser Club, have to fight an immortal shape-shifting entity responsible for the disappearance and alleged death of dozens of children in their town. And they have to confront their own personal demons and issues in the process. It's freaking great. I mean, the trailers for this fucking movie are just off the hook. So watch, watch so creepy. Just transition to their teens, fight a demon. So should be good. Maybe they win, maybe they lose. Who knows? Watch the movie. But I, I, I think it'll be really great. Um, I, the guy they cast, he's really creepy looking. So <laughs> I'm telling you, man, he does that. I saw the trailer for that. And he does Smile. that from in the storm drain and, yeah. uh, you know, come on down here. And he's trying I'm to shocked talk to they managed to keep the budget under $45 million with all the special effects that, that undoubtedly went into this movie. I never thought I could be scared by just the image of a red balloon, but I can. Be, well, apparently they, they put the red, that's like one of their calling signs throughout this entire movie. They stage it at perfect places just to freak you out. I mean, uh, one of the trailers has yeah, a... Right? I feel like the saturation is turned down on everything, but then yes. that bright red yes. sticks out of every scene. Yes. And you know who did that? There was a black and white picture I watched a long time ago. Sin City. Sin City. Exactly. And they had the red imagery coming out in different colors at many times. And I thought that was just a great movie. And he used it really, really, really well. And I was shocked. Um, I loved it. And I I agree. Because there's a few scenes in the trailers. And I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Library? They're sitting in the library. And there's a balloon that floats across in the library. And it's just eerie. It could be a ghost. You know what I mean? And the balloon is clear, like it's got to be filled with helium, but it's I don't know how they're doing. Of course, it's level. it's CGI, but I don't care. Terrifying. It works for me. And All then right, the next, next one of Mason's favorite, Mother. <laughs> Mother, <is> not <laughs> starting starring not. Jennifer Lawrence, Harvey Harvey Bartum, and to be honest Wait, with you. <laughs> Javier Bardem. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. All right. Yeah. You didn't like the first pronunciation. I kind of butchered it. A minus. A minus. Ed Harris. That was easy. Yeah. I love Ed Harris. And then, of course, Michelle Pfeiffer starting to act a little bit more in different scenes. You know, I guess. Let me just read. uh, Okay. (laughs) A couple's relationship (laughs) is tested. I don't need that extra stress in my life. All right. That's not part of the description. I'm letting you know. Another couple's, not my relationship. I have to watch other people get their relationship stressed out. That stresses me the fuck out. Yeah. All right. As uninvited guests arrive into their home, disrupting their tranquil existence. Okay. It's a psychological thriller about love, devotion, and sacrifice. I'm all set. I'm all set. (laughs) You don't need, you're not in? Yeah. No. Hey, (laughs) J-Law. 
Thanks for all the great movies. The fappening was sick. All right. Stop putting your shit in the cloud. I'm going to skip this movie. Really? Yeah. Well, September 24th, I guess you'll find something else to do that weekend. I will. September 14th. I apologize. I don't want to screw up their opening else. date because you know how great it's going to do. Everybody loves her. You know what I'm going to watch instead? <laughs> do you know what I'm <laughs> Flatliners. Flatliners. It's remake time. I originally saw the Flatliners from 1980. Um, if you're my age and it kind of is okay, if you are, we're talking about Keith or Sutherland, Kevin Bacon, Julia Roberts, William Baldwin, Oliver Platt, uh, and Kimberly Scott are the stars of that movie in 1990, actually. It was a pretty good movie. It was great. It had a ton of stars in it. Of course, we'll just say what it is. Flatliners, they die. And the heart stops and then they paddle them and they come back to life. And when they bring something back with them, it's evil. And that's kind of what this movie's about. It's kind of like, um, fuck, they just did it. It's, it had that one chick. Oh my God, I can't believe it had Donald Glover in it. Um, Olivia Wilde. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, that's the one where they're in the basement. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, but, what's the name of that movie? I can't believe I'm blanking on this. It's it's almost the same. Well, it's it's not really the same. They're bringing stuff. the Lazarus effect. Yeah, the Lazarus effect. And that was a really good movie too. Yep, I liked it. Guess what? Rotten Tomatoes gave it fifteen percent. I can't gauge you guys. I can't gauge them. Well, you know what people need to do. Fifteen percent. This was a good movie. Yeah, it was. You know what they need to do? Just go with the uh, can't sleep, won't sleep. What we yeah. say the movie is. Go, go with it, our rating. Our rating. Because that was definitely, I, it's definitely not a five. It's not a six. It's a seven. I give it a seven. It's a good watch. Did the Lazarus Effect yes. a seven? A seven. I think it's a good watch. Don't you think it's a seven? I think it's a six. All right. <laughs> really? You don't think it's a seven? Well, it. You just said okay. it was a good movie. It is good. Anything so six is five, good? It's above average for me. Well, six, six, seven above average. All right. I'll give you, uh, I'll come down to a six and a half. Okay, six but and a half is fair. I think it's a good movie. I will movie. come up. I will meet you. But it's a good movie. And like I said, I can't wait to see, uh, because nobody has an original deal, it seems, original idea at times, it seems, and they're remaking it. Do we need to see it? I don't know. Um, I can't even pronounce all the stars' names in this movie. <laughs> Ellen Page. Who? Ellen Page is in it. Ellen the Page. from... Hey, now. Okay. All right. Inception, Juno. Juno. Star of Juno, who also so happens to be a lesbian. Okay. And uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, he is back. Wow. Um, Keith won't put down the, uh, you know, the beer bottle and he's back. No, he us. didn't. He was drinking on set. <laughs> That's why this movie's going to be good. I'm sorry. That was terrible. No, I like Keith Sutherland a lot. But uh, I'm, I'm glad to see they get brief, at least brought back one cast member from the original, looks like, to actually be part of it, which is pretty good. But it should be good. I hope, you know, because I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, that's that's the number one pick for the horror movie. I, to be honest with you, out of top 10, which movie are you most looking forward to? Yeah, that one's set to drop the 29th of this month, so that's soon. I'll probably check that out. To be honest, I'm... Which one? One through ten? Maybe it's because it's coming out recently, but it just jumps off the list. Okay. Um, Number two? Let's see. Mm, fuck, that's tough. 
For me, to be honest with you, it's Jigsaw. I was literally just about to say that. And for me, the number one, and I picked a snowman, uh, was our spot. As, in, as enticing as the bestiality and shape of water may seem, okay. I think I'm going to have to go with Jigsaw. Now, I, 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 and my two favorites right off the bat, I want to see Jigsaw because I want to see what they're doing with that character from that whole universe, the Saw universe. And then, to be honest with you, I was so jazzed when I read uh, all about the snowman in one of the spotlight episodes we did. I'm dying to see those two movies. Um, so my, my top three would be uh, Jigsaw at number one, Snowman at number two, and I would probably go with uh, number three is It. I mean, that, that clown in The Places of Red. And then I guess I'd round out the, the last one that I'm most looking forward to is probably Happy Death Day. I know I'm a bit of an idiot, but I'd like to see okay. it again. So my list would have to be the one I'm looking forward to the most. Is, number one would be it. Okay. Um, number two would be, do, 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 do. was it the killing of a sacred deer? Yes. That one. Really? Number two. Yeah. And, uh, you're all I'm just Colin Firth and, uh, Nicole. Colin Farrell, yeah, I just, I want to see, Farrell, I want to yeah. see, I want to see the direction that movie takes. And I think those are two very strong actors who can carry, yeah, even they the are. weakest of scripts, but I feel like this one's going to be different. So uh, that's number two, and number three, I'm going to have to line up with you and go with Jigsaw, just because I want to see the direction that universe takes. Right. Because I feel like, not that they back themselves into a corner with that universe, but there are only so many directions that can go. So I want to see if they just create something out of nothing. So I'm interested to see what's going on with that movie. So that's the 10 most anticipated horror movies of 2017. We've each given you our three that we're looking forward to the most. Uh, you guys can let us know what you're looking forward to most in the comments section below. And yeah, we look forward to hearing your responses. So we'll move on to the next section of the show where we discuss Jason Statham's new mega production movie. Yeah. Big time. Meg. Meg. Short four Megalodon. And it looks pretty good. He's finally getting the budget and the big movie that I think he should have gotten a while ago. We're talking about Jason Statham. Every, and everybody knows who he is uh, from all the franchises he's been in. Um, and I think he can carry the action. And you were just saying that they needed a, a diver for the movie. And we're talking about the guy. Yeah, Jason Statham was an actual diver in the British forces, just so you guys know. He, he, he dove competitively for a while, too. And I so, think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, freaking guy. I followed his Twitter feed for a while. It just gets obnoxious. <laughs> no, guy just never stops. All of his posts, if you look, they're all like plugs. Yeah. Like and, and, but he's always him. doing something. Yeah, he's always skiing yeah. or driving like the new Audi. And people just give him stuff because he's Jason Statham. And he's 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 one of the, the most badass movie stars out right now by far yeah he's not cheesy no uh, everybody loves the rock but this he's got a much more real like gritty action hero to him like action hero quality to him i just believe so, he does the stuff that he can do on camera i mean i'm not saying I do the rock, exactly exactly and i'm not saying a lot of the other guys can't but i don't know what it is no, the, i mean he's trained martial arts he yes. looks like he's functionally fit yes. you know what i mean i feel like if i like put a piece of tape 
on the rock's lower lat, he can't get it off. You know, <laughs> he can't, gonna be he, can't, he needs a back scratcher. Fucking stretch. Yeah, I'm it. just jealous. But, I, but Jason Statham, if I go to put like tape on him, he'll wheel wheel kick me. Yeah, you know? right to the side of the head. But yeah, so this the premise movie, of this. Yes. Interesting enough, a formal naval naval captain, an expert diver, Jonas Taylor. Jason Statham. There you go. He's recruited for a deep sea mission to rescue a Chinese scientist under the attack from a 70-foot megalodon shark. Unbelievable. Off the coast of California. Of course. <laughs> that part's a little funny to me. I'm sorry. Of course. It's where the studio is. Yeah. It's right off the beach. You know. <laughs> They can, they can load things in from there. I mean, to be honest with you, right. I mean, it sounds pretty good. It's based on a, on a best-selling novel by Steve Alton, Meg, a novel of deep terror. You I know. know. When Matt told me we were going to discuss this, I thought he was, this was, um, <laughs> you thought I was joking. Yeah. Meg, you, the first thing you think of is a woman's name. And then I, I did some research on the movie and it actually looked very, very fascinating. I thought it was going to be more of a psychological thriller. Yeah. Like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Maggie or something like that. Yes. Because I thought Meg was they a sold movie. that the wrong way, man. I would never watch that the movie. They, they did. They did. I didn't think Arnold could act like that. But anyway, <laughs> they gave Meg, him $150 million to make this $150 movie. $150 million budget. Unbelievable. I cannot wait to see the shark. And for those who do not know, a Megalodon, an actual shark that went extinct many, many, many dozens Millions of, of years ago. Long time ago. Um, but yeah, it's longer than several school buses. It's a gigantic shark. And I'm looking forward to Jason Statham fighting this thing off. Uh, it'll come out August 10th, 2018. But you know how the film industry goes. That may get pushed back yeah, to the Depending on what's coming out. So it all depends on how the filming and editing goes. But I'm really looking forward to it. And to be honest with you, after looking at the at the list of stars that are that are starring in it with him, there's only two that I mean. They spent all their money on special effects. They had to have because the only two guys that I really know in this entire thing are Rain Wilson. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows him. Six Feet Under. Uh, I mean, I mean, come on. He's just a great actor. He's done a lot of different stuff. The Rocker. That's where I first remember him. He was the uncle playing the drums with his crack showing on YouTube. Right, right. I mean, yeah, that's, awesome. that's that's where I know him from. And he's a great actor. And the other guy, of course, he's big right now, called Cliff Curtis. He's on uh, Fear the Walking Dead right now. He's mm-hmm. one of the uh, the husband of the lady who's the teacher, and they're you know still struggling across in the zombie apocalypse. Uh, and those are the two guys that are the biggest stars in the movie, besides, of course, Jason Statham. Um, it, it looks really good. Uh, when was the release date again? It is. Uh, it was actually pushed from March 2nd to August 10th of 2018. But the interesting thing about this movie's release is that it's going to come out first in China, February 2018 in China. And then it's going to come to the U.S. That tells you one thing. They are looking for a big foreign payday. Well, you know, And they hate America. They do not hate America. That's they your running it. theme today. They don't. I'm telling you because I'm telling you right now what happened. Just this year alone, uh, Civil War made six or seven hundred million dollars in China. Okay, six or seven hundred million. They've never had a. They're everywhere big, then. On um, what? They're everywhere. Well, it's. 
They've never had uh, a foreign-based production ever top that. So you got to remember, The Mummy did terrible over here. Terrible. Did $400 million overseas. The Great Wall with Matt Damon did nothing over here. Another three or $400 million picture over there. And then here you go again, uh, Meg, to be honest with you, uh, you know, $150 million. It may not. It may not, but it's going to kill it over there. I'm telling you, it's going to make $450 million there. And then what are they going to turn around is this year, like I was, I started off this whole conversation with, they just had this production put out where they had, uh, Wonder Woman and Civil War made f- like, I don't know, a couple hundred million over there alone. I know that that Civil War just it killed it in China, but they had their first production, their own production. And I, I don't know who's producing this movie. I'll have to look into it. But their production, uh, I think it's called Wolfpack Warner 2. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah, but that could be their European production or their or their Asian production office. Yeah, it's got so many production companies. Exactly. So, high. so but, th- but that's the whole point because they had looks, Wolfpack 2 just broke $600 million, their first <laughs> production. So Four of the production companies for this movie are foreign. There you go. That's why. I'm telling you. Uh, they, they got three American stars and they probably got uh, 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 at least one or two stars uh, either from Europe or from Asia. And, and it's no it's a global market now. That's the big thing with these pictures. You know, they're not just looking at, oh, we have to kill it in the United States anymore. No, let me just read some of the cast members. You got Lee Bingbing. Yeah. Masa Oka. Don't know who. Olafur Dari Olafsson. Exactly. All I told you. What I didn't I tell you a couple of your people from Europe and a couple of people from you know from Asia. And it's smart. It's smart marketing. And they and they threw three and, and to be honest with you, Jason Statham's a crossover. He's he's the UK or Europe and he's he's also not actually he's worldwide, I would say, after looking at his Twitter feed and phones from Fast and Furious. Yeah, worldwide. He's worldwide. Yeah. And then they have the other two guys that are mainly American. So there you go. I mean, it's smart casting. They're going to, if you were spending $150 million, you're going to make sure that it's making the money it has to make. Right? Oh, for sure. I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole part of the, of the whole thing. So, I mean, it's August 10th. I really thought it was coming out sooner than that, but I mean, I'm still looking forward to it. $150 million, Jason Statham, Rain Wilson, Cliff Curtis. I mean, there are the main stars that I know. Um, John Turtle, uh, Turtle Lob. I really don't know too much about him, but to be honest with you, he did uh, National Treasure Book of Secrets. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a director, uh, the, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, I mean, and he did Rush Hour. So, I mean, he's had some pretty good movie, pretty good uh, productions. I mean, I love the National Treasure series. He directed both those. Yeah, but this is, this is definitely in a movie he's ever done with this kind of budget. And- I don't know. I, National Treasure probably costs a heck of a lot of money. Think? Oh yeah, I mean you're you're that's that's pre IRS for pre IRS for uh, yes. Nicholas Cage. So pre IRS, I mean if Nicholas Cage is paying back the IRS right now. So if you look on Netflix, he's on every freaking movie in Netflix. I think the budget was for National Treasure. What? I think the budget was over or under 150 million. Under under 150 million, but it was close. 100 million dollars. There you go. All right. What what do you got to say to me? I'm waiting for the dead size. What? I thought it was lower. Okay. I was. You're right. There you go. That was a hard pill to swallow. But nonetheless, he choked it down. (laughs) (laughs) That's Meg, guys. That's Meg. August 10th of 2018. So you have plenty of time to clear your calendars and save up for that. Definitely. 
Uh, it's um, worth it's worth seeing, in my opinion. Without a doubt. So you can tweet at us at CSWS Podcast and uh, let us know what you think of that movie and if you're going to go check that out. So our next talking point for today is we're going to go over the uh, Scarface remake. Unbelievable. A lot of you may not know about this, but they are going to dig up that old delicious fossil. You know, and directed and produced by Brian De Palma. I'm talking about the old one now. <laughs> and, and I'm talking about the old one. I'm clarifying that. And written by no one, no one other than Oliver Stone. And do you know who cut his teeth on this movie? It's an interesting point. I never knew until I saw I an interview know, with him. Get it wrong, we'll get a bunch of YouTube comments correcting us. Steven Spielberg. He was really, yeah. He was a one of the. They break the. They break the department. There's one main director, but he can't be everywhere with multiple shoots. So they have what's called. They have a production department of directors, and they they have simultaneous shoots that are set up by the original director and they're carried out by deputy directors. Uh, and what happened was Steven Spielberg. This is one of his first movies that he cut his teeth on, uh, and that's the original one starring Al Pacino. So cut his teeth, just to clarify. What do you mean? Cut his teeth, like got started? Got started. It was one of the first major productions that he was there directing as a second second director on a movie. And he had a lot of, evidently, a, quite a few scenes in that movie he helped out with. Um, oh, gotcha. That's the story I was told. This one is going to be directed by <clears throat> none other than the Coen brothers. Uh, I'm a fan. Uh, Fargo, The Big Lebowski, and of course, No Country for Old Men. Great movie, dark, dark, dark freaking movie. Oh, yeah. They're Academy guys, though. So they're going to pick a good cast no matter what. And they're going to make sure who whoever is acting in this film brings all of their capabilities and yes. talents to the screen. And they're going to push all of that forward. It's kind of like Bill Belichick for the Patriots. Yeah. He can take a fucking rookie or a washout and make that guy shine. And and these guys are capable of doing that's that. What, that's what good good directors can do. I agree, and I, I not think just for acting. They can they can pull the best aspects out of a script by the way they set things up. It's it's a huge difference. It's a difference maker. But I just I think I think I think it's going to be. I want to I want to hope it's good. I mean I don't know if I should say it like that. Again, but. it's it's kind of like um, live die repeat. This the script is there. It's there. Yeah, we and get it's, it's already a new a twist script. on something. No, old. you're right. And people will like it. And again, we're talking pre-production. You know, so two years. Yeah, two years. One and a half years, two years. Whether we need it or not, it's coming. It's definitely something to think about, guys. I, I really, really think it'll be something to watch because uh, I really, I don't know, I really liked it. And hopefully, they go through with the development though, and it doesn't get shelved or stored away. I really hope it happens. But yeah, I hate especially when movies are. are introduced and their pre-production it, it can happen at any point in time it just one person has to step out the coen brothers have to be like i don't want to do it this way and then the lead they cast it is like well i think you know maybe we should do it this way and then the showrunners like you know i don't want to take that creative direction and then the whole thing falls apart in one meeting so i hope it all yeah. creative differences as we always say it happens but quite we'll a bit Okay, uh, I don't want to rush through Scarface, but I really, really want to talk about this next movie because I think it's going to be fascinating. Holmes and Watson, starring Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, putting a humorous twist on 
the movies everyone's loved with um, Robert Downey Jr., Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Game of Shadows, Sherlock Holmes. But I mean, Holmes, these two guys Sherlock have done Holmes so original. many movies together. Talladega Nights. And what was the other movie? Was it Brothers? Step Brothers. Step Brothers. I love that movie. Oh, my God. These guys are hilarious. Yeah. They're going to kill this it. Movie, this movie was written by Judd Apatow many, many years ago. And then in 2008, they thought Sasha Baron Cohen was going to play Sherlock Holmes. And they had Will Ferrell playing his sidekick, Watson. Still then, sounds like a good movie. I would have watched it. I love Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, He's hilarious. Me too. He's a Larry Borat, dictator. Yeah. He's a great actor. He can transform himself. And it's really funny how they, they go from him being in Talladega Nights with Will Ferrell. And then what mm-hmm. happens? He drops out. And now they're talking about John C. Riley from Talladega stepping Nights in. stepping in. And then it's Will smart. Ferrell just gets the bump. He's Sherlock, you know? And I, I bet, I would bet money that Sasha Baron Cohen makes an appearance in the film. You think so? Yeah, I bet. I bet. That, that would be a deep pull. But I would like to see it. And and to be honest with you, I'm not always, I'm not always a Will Ferrell fan or a John C. Riley for that matter. Not always. Oh come on, you're I'm not a Will Ferrell. Are you looking at my nuggets? You looking at my nuggets? I, I'm not always a fan, but you know what? Some of their stuff's it's really funny. funny. Like Step Brother, there are parts of that movie that are just hysterical. Oh my god. Yeah, it is. There's some parts of that movie that I just love, and I can't wait to see it. I mean, I hope they recreate it, and it does really, really well, because you know what? Uh, I just, he's a good guy and he makes decent movies at times. And I think it'll be funny. I think they're a good, they're a good pairing for a role like that. Mm-hmm. So filming commenced early December of 2016. And the film is set to be released November 9th, 2018. Wow. Just so you guys get it. So they're post-production, you just said. Yeah, it's in post. They're okay. editing. The they're film. editing, putting some stuff together, final touches. But that's where a lot of the film is made. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. You can make a breaker film. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to make a comedy film because it's not like putting together a stand-up routine, you know, where you you write material and you try bits out and you piece this thing together over the course of a year or two. But you get instant feedback, you know. I write a bit. I go to a, a comedy club. I perform that bit and I get instant gratification. If it bombs, it bombs. And I take it out of my set. If it performs well, I keep it in. Yeah, but the hardest part about comedy is you write it and you hope where there's supposed to be a laugh, there's a laugh. There's a laugh. And but the problem is you You don't know if it's no, no, you don't. That's the difference between a scare, like in horror. You can get you can get a scare. Okay, they can jerk a camera and scare the crap out of the audience. They can even they can even the, the writing can suck. But an actor can make you feel that part in a dramatic thing. They can mm-hmm. like they can rip your freaking heart out of your chest. And it could be the worst line in history. But you know what? If that shit's not funny, it's just not funny. So Absolutely. And, and that's the hardest genre, I think, to be honest with you. Without a doubt. And you know? they could be amazing acting, but right now it's in post-production. If they cut this thing together. Hopefully right. In a way that's not appealing. They can kill it. Yeah, they would. They would definitely kill it. Or if the acting's already bad, the movie's fucked. Yeah, you know, it's. I, but I, high hopes. It should be good. I, I like the other Sherlock Holmes movies. You know, they're they're all great. Well, yeah, Guy wait. Ritchie. I loved Sherlock one. I love Sherlock two. And then I turned around and I like uh, King Arthur. Uh, every yeah. movie I like it. I've I've liked his so far. And you know what? I was still a guy going. Do we really need another King Arthur? 
freaking you know, loved the it. The more I think about it, I hope that this movie um, tries to be a standalone rather than pay homage to Robert Downey Jr.'s films or the films before those in, a, in, a, in an attempt to be a satire. I don't want that. I don't want yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think you're right because you want to know why. You got to remember, too, this is Sherlock Holmes is currently on TV. With Lucy Liu. skit actors. They I mean, skit actors in the cast, I, and I don't want it to be Scary Movie 6. Yeah. No, no, five, I understand what you're saying. Set. I don't want, you know what I mean? Yeah, make it funny. Make, make, make it, funny. make it, make it a, a, a mystery, but make it a funny mm-hmm. mystery. Exactly. Make it a cohesive movie, not like yeah. individual funny scenes. No, I understand what you're saying. Um, you're right. I wouldn't, and I, I won't, I won't together. go see a Scary Movie 6. So if this is like that, you're, I'm, I'm right on board with you. I'm not going. At all. <laughs> and that's, but that's always been my point. I don't, some things I like fart, fart jokes. I, I like, you know, as I've heard me say a couple of times, cotton candy, but I'm not going to go there and I'm not going to sit through, I mean, a lot of stupid humor. I'm just not going to do it. You know, Absolutely. I mean, some of it's got to be funny. And this will take us on to our next one. Uh, the flash season four with the elongated man. Everybody knows I'm a fanboy. What? I know you're excited. Oh my God. I'm such a fanboy. I freaking love the flash. I love season one, two, and three, you know, Barry arrives flashpoint. Uh, and then I love last season where he goes up against his doppelganger, his time remnant. And Mason right now is looking at me like something's wrong with you. Okay, Everybody, everybody who watched this show since episode one knows I'm not a flash guy. You hate the CW. No, you're not. But he's my favorite has grown to be my favorite superhero. I don't know why I read the comic books now. And I'm that guy sitting on the fence going, uh, you keep teasing me about a freaking freaking movie that I get my own Flash movie and they still haven't gotten it yet and I'm so upset because the two guys that were supposed to do my Flash movie left the Flash they went over to do the standalone Han Solo movie after they just got done doing the Batman Lego movie Lego movie and I love that freaking Lego movie they go to the to do this Han Solo movie and they got fired they got fired did you hear about that they got no. fired. They were three quarters to a half shooting a $150 million movie. And, <gasps> they, and they were making it a comedy. They were making Han Solo standalone movie a comedy. Which, you know what? Why not? Fucking crime. It, well, hey, you know what? They have a formula and they fired their asses off that movie. They bring in Ron Howard and his brother's in it now. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at that. No, neither am I because it's still going to be good. Dude, I'm going to pay the money. I'm going to pay the money. It's Star Wars. I'm a fanboy. I'm in. But you know what? They jerk these guys off freaking The Flash. They sent them over to, to Lucas Productions and to make the Han Solo standalone film. And they yanked them off that. And I heard a damn thing since. I want a goddamn Flash movie. I'm waiting for a freaking Flash movie. I'm upset. Personally. Yeah. In a minute, I'm going to climb into a tower and rifle. I want a goddamn Flash movie. I want my movie. (laughs) Sorry, but you know, I'm waiting for this. I really do. Oh my God, that's passion. I am. Because you know what? I was really, I was so happy when they took the guys from the Lego movie. Did you see the Lego movie? No. Oh, you got to see these two movies, especially the last one. Did you know they made a billion dollars with this Lego movie stuff? These two guys. YouTube videos get millions of views, man. Jeez, they're yeah. killing it, and they were killing it. So they 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 agree to a Flash movie, and they get yanked off the Flash to go do a Han Solo movie. And I thought it was a smart move because we haven't had a comedy in Star Wars 
I mean, give me a break. The nerds of the world are standing out there. For a reason. For a reason. Star Wars is boring as fuck. Wait a minute now. Okay. Okay. Look. Again, I'm climbing up. I'm climbing the ladder again. Three on. Good. Good movies. In parts, good. Before that, before three, shit. Shit. Good for the time. Good for the time. Revolution. Star Wars 3. Star Wars 5. I don't give a fuck. I don't want to watch C-SPAM. And Rogue One. What makes you think, what makes you think I want to watch C-SPAM about a fictional realm? <laughs> well, I, I do. I don't care about your space senate. Well, you know what irritates me, though? I, I paid it. I agree. No, no, I agree with that. I agree. I, I mean. Space pirates fight. Go fight. I know. Well, you should have seen Rogue One. That was a good Stop movie. Stop talking to me about the Force and shit. I, it's a good movie. Cool. I like it's the Force. Cool. I like the force too. But the part that force. kills me is you have the nerds out there screaming, where's my next star Wars? Where's my, we did nothing for like 20 years. George Lucas sat in there with the, you know, collecting money. Yeah, collecting uh, like he's taking, he's taking baths, like Scrooge McDuck, you know, and, and we didn't get anything. And then we get two star Wars movies, you know, like literally back to back almost, you know, in the force awakens and rogue one and the Twitter feed right now is where's my star Wars. I need more star Wars. So we're really good. You, you haven't gotten anything in decades. Probably half the guys out there who do like star Wars. And you know what I'm talking about. And you're, and you're going to complain about a star Wars movie. Not here yet. Give me a break. So, all right, now let's get back to the flash movie. I want my freaking flash movie. I want my flash movie now. And I want those guys back on my flash movie and I want it to start production. I don't so care. Said, Flash is in four with the elongated men. What's okay. the elongated men? What's that all about? <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Flash, but the elongated men, that piqued my interest. Well, the elongated man is based on a character from comics, of course, that is like Mr. Fantastic. And he's going to be the side, uh, the, the side hero to Flash, Barry Allen, this year. Because hmm. the former actor, uh, Tom Felton, who played Dr- uh, Draco Malfoy, from Harry Potter. He is now leaving. He and one season and out. Evidently they're gonna bring in a guest star and do a season and out, that kind of thing. And now we're back. Where we left off in season three after after Barry saved everybody and saved the universe again, of course, because he's the Flash. He got taken into the Speed Force, and now we don't know how he's going to get out, and we don't know what's going on. So we, ha- like I said, Flashpoint, and then he saves the world again, and then he gets yanked into the Speed Force where he's doing time, and then here we are back to doing uh, season four. It's I think it's due out in October. Mm-hmm. Um, October eighteenth, I think rings a bell. And elongated man, no word. Uh, I don't. I didn't see uh, a word on who is it. I think it's when I was doing some research on it. Hartley Sawyer uh, will be playing the elongated uh, man, and he will be the superhero for season four. That actually sounds pretty interesting because I've always been a fan of Mr. Fantastic and the Fantastic yes. Four. So to put the, I hope they take it dark, but it's the CW. So it's going to be some popcorn shit, but uh, who knows? It could be good. Maybe, well, maybe they'll rope me into the flash with this villain. I thought the, uh, the anti-flash, what was he called? I, I saw a clip of that and he was cool. The reverse flash. Name? The reverse flash. Yes. He's cool with his face and it's all black. No, cool no, 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 no. That's the black flash. That, the black flash? Yeah. Okay, he's cool. He's very cool. So hopefully they take that, they take that essence of a villain and they put that into the elongated man and make him like a, a slender man. But Well, he's actually kind of like a, uh, a private eye. 
I guess he'll be filling in for why Barry's in the Speed Force locked up, and then he'll be coming out. And he was originally written at the same time as Batman as a detective for working in this universe, uh, because that's DC and, and he's in Marvel. Uh, as a detective, his superpower is, of course, stretching. And he's also a superior detective, and he'll be joining uh, the crew in Central City to solve some mysteries and hopefully uh, get out uh, Barry out of the Speed Force. So uh, enough about that. <laughs> Mason starting to Mason starting to woo, starting to glaze over. I knew that. Part. I was I was a little bit a little bit irate about that, folks. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> All right, and I'm touch on this last point, the last topic of the evening, and again, one of my favorites, man. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Hellboy, I was, I was looking forward to it. Hellboy, Rise of the Blood, Blood Queen. Hellboy. Okay, Rise that sounds cool, Queen. right? It sounds Rise of the Blood awesome. Queen. Okay, but then if you do a quick right now, if you guys are listening, either on YouTube, we'll have this up on Podbean bucketofwind.podbean.com go to google and type in hellboy rise of the blood queen could you just look at that cast for me whose name do you not see you don't see ron perlman why (laughs) why don't you see ron perlman i don't know okay who's this guy david harbour you know who david harbour is oh look he was in the strain he was in stranger things he was an equalizer yes hey Dan Harbour, get the fuck out of my Hellboy movie. Uh, come on. He's good, man. Yeah, not as I'm good a huge Ron, Ron Perlman Ron fan. Perlman I agree with you 100%. Is Hellboy. I think I think I know why they didn't put him in Hellboy because he's all of 67. Yeah, he's it's doing a series called Hands of God right now. Okay. Yeah, well, he's he's on Amazon Prime doing that show. He's on a second season. Because he went straight from, uh, what was that show? Um, the Bikers. Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Great freaking show. He played an anti-hero and, and eventually a terrible villain. If you haven't seen that series, write it down. Start watching it now. Create your bed source. Don't move from the couch. And watch, 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 watch it now because that's, a, you know, it's just a great show. But I agree with you. Ron Perlman, to me... He's Hellboy. He is Hellboy. But we got to give David Harbour a shot. I mean, I'll I'll be open-minded, but just David Harbour and Redface is going to be weird to me. No, but look at his head. He's got the same head as Ron Perlman, basically. If you pull up David Harbour, he's got that same... It's it's an oval. It's not quite an egg. (laughs) Look at that fucking forehead. It's huge, but that's Hellboy. (laughs) It's made to put horns on that you're grinding off. You don't have to put any Playtex on him. No, I mean, look at that shit. You know, they're not going to put any Playtex. They're just going to spray that shit red. (laughs) Spray it red. And just let it go. Ron, is that you? (laughs) (laughs) See, now you see his picture. You start looking at that forehead. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, but this movie just whispers of it. It's it's many many years away. But thought we'd give that a shout for you guys, um, because I'm looking forward to it. It's most expected. It's expected releases in 2018. Did you hear something different? No, really. 2018. 2018. Fuck. Are people signing NDAs? I can't find anything about this movie. I've yeah, there's currently no release date yet. For Hellboy, Hellboy will start filming this September because you know Stranger Things is done. 
Okay, so they're going to film it this September. This September. It's, it's it starts. In other words, we are in September. And yeah, it's they're starting now. They're starting now. Uh, okay, that's bold. Oh, well, I, I didn't finish the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that means it'll be released late 2018, early 2019. Okay, they're tw- yeah, early 2019. No, you called so it. Two years. Means, two years. Means, yeah. Two years. Hey, why does it take two years for every freaking movie, man? editing man I'm it telling you it's six true. months to film and then posts ridiculous movies are in post-production forever it's where the movie's made i don't know man well they've already picked out a director neil marshall um I, I you know to be honest with you he he did a great movie that i love called dog soldiers i love that fucking there movie. you go see yeah I, I, the descent Two, and I love that movie. game of thrones got it right you didn't. You got the name right. Finally, there you go. And he directed two seasons, two episodes there. Black Sails, and this one will knock your socks off. Constantine. I love that movie. We were just talking about Constantine. There you go. See, he directed that because uh, they're talks of doing a Constantine reboot, and I love forever. Keanu Reeves rendition and Keanu. For everybody out there, this I'm just talking to Keanu. Keanu, please sign the contract. We need do you it. to do another Constantine. Need to do the reboot, and while you're there signing that contract, can you sign a contract? And I'll slow down for this one. Bill and Ted's Adventure, Excellent Adventures, again. I want another one of those, and I want another Constantine while you're there. But, but yeah, I mean, this guy, he's he's done some great directing work. You know, he directed Hannibal, Constantine, Black Sail, Game of Thrones. Uh, like I said, The Descent. If you haven't seen The Descent, that's a freaky movie. That's about that the girls down in the cave. It's a great horror movie. It's a great it's horror movie. And, and Dark Soldiers. If you haven't seen that movie, it is a great werewolf movie. Great werewolf. Not good. Movie. Great. It is. It is a deep cut from 2002 about British soldiers. And we just went way off topic here. But you need to see that freaking movie too, because that's a great movie. But just think about it. One last time, Keanu, John Constantine, you get into the beast, <laughs> universe, right? you you punch a you punch a demon in the fucking face, and then Batman swoops in the background, and then I'm just just eyes wide. Are like you telling me you think he, you think they could actually get him into the DC universe? He's in the DC. Universe. I know, but you mean making an appearance? Fuck yeah! Are you kidding? Harnessing. Harnessing his powers between heaven and hell. Well, you know they are talking about it. They are talking about uh, uh, a dark, a dark, um, a dark universe uh, movie. Do it. He, he wears those badass suits with fucking smoke coming out. Yeah, actually, oh you know what? God. Yeah, I could. That would look that. so cool. Yeah, Keanu can grow his hair out, stop the man bun shit, grow it out, dude. Yeah, that'd look great. So, Keanu, if you're out there. We're really talking about that. Someone send this. We need that to happen right away. He won't listen, but still. Well, (laughs) you don't think he's listening? All right. Who died? Who died? I'm sorry to bring up the end of it. It is. Unfortunately, we lost somebody great to the world today called Toby Harper or Hooper, H-O-O-P-E-R. He was the original director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Unfortunately, we lost him way too early. Uh, he was 74 years old. Um, he just recently passed away. That's and pretty young nowadays, man. It That's is. Especially, you know, I wish he had gotten to see his movie being re-released, Leatherface, Leatherface yeah, the prequel. Nice. Um, I, I think it would have been pretty cool. Um, but unfortunately, um, we lost him again way too young. Um, yeah, on the bright side, he already cemented his legacy. So, 
Yeah, what do you make? What did they originally make that movie for? We were talking about that. A hundred thousand dollars. One hundred forty thousand dollars. That's it. The original, and it made over thirty million dollars. Can you imagine? What is that? No. Like a three hundred percent product. Three hundred percent profit. That's fucking ridiculous. You know, those days are just. You, you would say those move. Those days are gone. But Get Out cost four point five million. Made one hundred fifty million dollars. Paranormal Activity has got the biggest ratio of what the budget to net making it's insane really i didn't know that yeah i'll i'll, I'll hold on i'll pull numbers out because i can't just pull that out of my ass and be wrong hold on but i'm telling you i just think he was ahead of his time okay you know By those fault. directors i was totally right i was totally right i'm sorry to cut you off but the budget <laughs> no no i'm so right so I, this doesn't happen a lot i guess budget eleven thousand dollars all right eleven thousand let me say that right eleven grand for right? i could have saved up and made this fucking movie well i don't know why i didn't i do know why i couldn't have that's why you're podcasting here with me that's why i'm podcasting (laughs) (laughs) you could have you could have had 11 grand you know you were you working you were working for that movie company a a moving company for a while i was i was being but now I'm here. And I'm and now you're here podcasting with me. You know, <laughs> things do but change. The box office, $193 million. That's insane. $193 million from $11,000 budget. People rent, what? they rent beach houses for $4,000 for a week. So two, three weeks at a beach house for what you spent on for three weeks at a beach house. You could have, you could have, you could have. Had a movie made and and made one hundred ninety three million dollars. That's insane. That's a hell of an investment. That is just insane. Well, uh, back to uh, poor Toby Harper. uh, (laughs) Rest in peace, Toby. Rest rest in peace. Uh, Of course, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, nineteen eighty two. He directed Poltergeist, the original, great movie, produced by no 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 other than Steven Spielberg. He did the classic Salem's Lot, Stephen King's new his movie about the uh, vampire in the in the town taking over the whole town. The original nineteen seventy nine version, um, uh, Toolbox, kind of a messed up movie with with uh, Kevin Bacon. That was recently in two thousand four, um, and he did uh, a movie that I also like called. Um, uh, taken in 2002. It's one of the abduction movies, uh, alien abduction. Um, he's done just some great stuff. And like I said, uh, sorry to see him go. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, we'll also yeah. talk about our, our winners of the week. Of course, the overall gross grossing movie right now is still wonder woman, $407 million. Are you serious? Unbelievable. Good for her. You know, and she got no money for that movie. Did you know that? They never make money on the first movie. Yeah, I know. I was going to say that's not uncommon, though. No, I see people trying to write articles. No money. Like, it's it's like they're bashing it and saying that we're not paying her because she's a woman. But I think Chris Evans made like three hundred grand. Yeah. First. So did uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Helmsworth made no money for the Hulk on yeah, the first Chris movie for it for his first uh, Thor movie. He made like four hundred grand for yeah. his first Thor movie. Yeah, he made nothing too. Um, and then of course I got to bring up the movie we reviewed recently, Annabelle Creation, seventy six million dollars, killing Holy it. Shit. Still? Still killing it. 21 days out. Damn. I was just looking at the results for that. $76 million. 
those are our two winners. Uh, I really think uh, two movies worth seeing in the theater, in my opinion. You heard what I thought about Annabelle Creation and Wonder Woman. Uh, DC finally got it right, in my opinion. That was that's probably one of their best features out right now, besides uh, the Dark Knight and Batman Begins. Uh, so that's pretty much it for this week. Um, you can always catch us at. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I just want to thank you all for listening this long, and we really appreciate it. You can become a part of our show using social media. You can reach our network, Bucket of Wind, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Bucket of Wind, twitter.com forward slash Bucket of Wind, instagram.com forward slash Bucket of Wind, and just search us on Facebook, Bucket of Wind. You can contact this show directly on Twitter and Instagram, CSWS Podcast, at CSWS Podcast. And we're now on Podbean, guys. www.podbean, uh, excuse me, www.bucketofwind.podbean.com. That's bucketofwind.podbean.com. Thanks a lot, guys. It wraps up episode 11 for us. And always remember when you're on YouTube, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.